you are listening to the Father May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 31 with Callista. Callista is a Scottish-born author, public speaker, spiritual teacher and pioneer of spiritual ascensions. In this episode, we will talk about unicorns and the energy those magical creatures represent. Scientists would say that unicorns are not real, and then they are only part of mythology. But cultures all around the world do have stories of unicorns, from China, India, Africa and the Middle East, and now United States. I don't know if you are aware, but unicorns are painted in cave art as well. The most famous unicorn Paleolithic art has been found in southwestern France and dates back to around 14,000 BC. It contains around 2,000 animals, including horses as well. So in my opinion, that is a piece of strong evidence, but I will let you decide for yourself. Without further ado, let's welcome Callista to my show. Hello, Callista. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you here again. What are you grateful for today? I am grateful for so much, but I think the most I'm grateful for is the smiles of my little daughter, Maya, which light me up for the whole day. And incidentally, she is named after the queen of the unicorns, Amaya. So nice little segue into our talk today. Children brings us so much joy, don't they? And uh, inspiration as well, no? Yeah, constantly, especially with working with the unicorns because, you know, it's all about keeping your childlike heart and your childlike perspective. So when we have kids around, it's really easy to be in that state. It's equally easy to be in the, I have to, you know, manage my family. But yeah, it's, it's they, they bring in so much wonder having kids around. I love the book you've read about unicorns. I read it all and and I love it, I love it, I love it. And um, the other day I was doing a um, course and I was teaching about like, we are the magic, we are the creations, but we are the creators. And, um, and that's what the unicorns are about, aren't they? Yeah, I think they have said that, pretty much paraphrasing that so many times in the book. And I love the something that they repeat often is magic is not something that we do it's who we are so it's not something that we can conjure in a ritual or a ceremony or invocation it's really just tapping in to that magic that lives within us and remembering it and that's really what they help us to do yeah you talk a lot about them appearing recently actually you've been talking about it since 2018 you wrote the book so so they are appearing I can really relates to them now obviously after reading the book and it just really resonated with everything what I feel why are they appearing suddenly I'm just going to ask them to also be with the listeners right now so they can feel them because they're always about you know have an experience of them rather than book learn about them you know unicorn rising yes it's a great tool it's a great guide but if we can't have an experience of these beings they always remain sort of outside of us um but the reason that they're here in droves and they have came in from round about 2011 onwards in absolute droves is to help the ascension 
of the planet. And they've came in many times when Mother Earth has went through a rise in consciousness, a rise in awareness. And the reason the unicorn, whether people see the unicorn as an archetype for hope or as actually a real being, is the, the fact that it helps us to come into more of a perspective of possibility, that we can change our reality, we can let, get, let go of old ways and hang-ups and fears, and we can create anything. As they say in the book, you are the creator and creation. You are everything. You're the hands that mold. You're the vision. You're everything. You just have to believe it. And so they're here in many ways, whether it's through their symbology or like being here energetically as they are now or represented in images and unicorn teddies and onesies and hairstyles and everything like that um they're here yeah they're here to help us remember you know like sometimes you read a book and you just feel like this book has been written by me obviously not by me but by the energy i feel and i was just thinking yes i yes this yes yes of course yes i know this oh why is she talking about something what I'm already thinking about? <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny, like um, how how much that book resonated with me. And I think it's 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 an amazing book. Like it just explains everything just in a very nice, simple way. And obviously now we are um, most of us are most of us are tapping or trying to tap into the hard energy, are we? And trying to do something what we love and kind of activate the the energy within us. And that's what the unicorns are telling us to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so many people have written in to say what you just basically said, like, I could, I'm reading that book and it feels like I'm just reading my own story. Yeah. And that's, they have this beautiful way, like the unicorns really wrote it through me. Um, and they have this wonderful way of bringing us all together. I mean, uni, unicorn comes from the word unity anyway. So they're, they're helping us to all weave together to help create new earth not some sort of fantasy idea of what earth can be but really here to create change whether that is to to voice our opinion more or to take more of the lead or be a leader of people like they want us to to take charge and co-create together our vision our collective vision of heaven on earth if we go a little bit back in history, because I have done a little bit of research, and I always wondered, did the unicorns ever existed? That's something what so many people literally typed in to the Google. And um, and some part of the internet says yes, and some part says, says no. There are so many animals which look like or looked like a unicorn, you know, like that Siberian um, Siberian unicorn, yeah? And, yes. and then we've got a narvels and... Narwhals, yeah. Yes, exactly. So imagine, like, if, if the narvels didn't exist and and they were, like, on, on this book cover, people would be like, no way something like that would ever existed, right? I know. I mean, there's cave paintings of, of unicorns going back. I mean, unicorns have featured... In most cultures, um, there is a there is a lot of history about them. There is also a lot of false information on the internet, and I think you just have to feel in and have your own connection with them. I believe that everybody has a, a personal unicorn guide, just like we have guardian angels, and so you can go to these your beautiful guide and just ask. That's exactly what I did. 
because there was no teachers around me, especially talking about unicorns. Um, so I just went straight to them. You know, when you sit and meditate and you receive something or you meet a new guide, you still question it. And I definitely questioned. And I asked for evidence if this is real, of what you're sharing with me, if you are my unicorn guide, show me. And they're really happy to be asked for you know they're they're there to help us to feel in trust and to feel in faith that they exist so if you're listening to this and you've never connected with your guardian unicorn ask them ask them to come into your reality for the next 24 hours and show you meaningful signs and symbols and synchronicities that are the confirmation that they're with you can we go back to the day when you started to connect with the unicorns because I just think it's so funny because you are a scientist you have been I'll let you tell tell the story and your first book is about unicorns I love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so even though I was really aware as a child and came from a family of spiritualist mediums and healers and very much spoke with fairies when I was wee little girl as many of your listeners have done and probably yourself Barbara Yeah, when I grew up, I went more into academic research, got my medical biotechnology degree, studied and um, worked in some of the big farmers from GlaxoSmithKline to um, sort of university of shoots of like biotech companies. And I really loved what I was doing because I knew I was helping people. But the longer... I was in the pharmaceutical world that it just just did not want to to be there anymore. I saw so much commercialization of health and I just wasn't sitting with me anymore. And then around about 2006, I took the leap. Unicorns are always nudging us to take huge leaps, whether it's in our career or relationships or you know, wherever we need to take a big leap. And I took the the leap and I left 2006 and began creating holistic skincare. I got my herbal medicine degree. It was a really nice bridge from working in the lab. I was really felt comfortable with chemistry and, and everything. So I created like this lab in my kitchen and I started making skincare products and I had a line of soaps. I had an angel soap, fairy soap, mermaid soap what made these products special the fact they contained the elemental energies of the fairies or the mermaids and I wanted to create a unicorn soap and I'd never connected with the unicorns before so I sat down with my paper and my pen eager to meet new guides and I literally said I can transport myself there right now I was sitting on my couch um, in my flat in my apartment in Dundee Scotland and I'd asked, if I have unicorn guides, may you come forward to me now? Thank you. And no sooner had I, no sooner had that word and that intention left, than two amazing big unicorns came either side of me. One was much bigger than the other, a big Celtic unicorn who I eventually understood was called Hethgar. He's my main guide. And then another, she still had a really big presence, but she was female. And I affectionately call her princess. (laughs) And she sits on my left-hand side. Anyway, before we had a conversation, if you like, which is more through clear sentience, clear cognizance, a mixture of your intuitive senses, 
they touched horns above my head. And honestly, the magic, I can feel it and see it and sense it with all my being. And it's what, 12 years on or no more than that. They created this cascade of light, of rainbow light that went within me and around me. And I didn't know at the time, but they were attuning me. They were energetically syncing my vibration up with their vibration so that we could have this really easy, graceful conversation. I would be more in trust. I felt parts of myself awaken. They touched uh, Hethgar's main alicorn, which is the horn that extends from their third eye. This energetic horn, he touched different areas of my body. And I felt like being cracked open from the inside out. They were just opening me, helping me to remember. And he said, um, you know, we're not just here to help you make this soap. We're here for so much more. Together, we're going to be creating a system of hands-on healing, unicorn healing, which from 2009 was actually created called Unicorn Healing, the, reg the, the only, in fact, certified hands-on unicorn therapy worldwide. And we've been teaching that. Yeah, we teach it every year. It goes grow grows more and more and more because there's so many people that are meeting their unicorn guides in dreams and meditations just like that and healing sessions they're coming in they want people to begin to work with them on a conscious level i love it oh it makes me so happy yeah. i love it thank you for taking me back there on that journey it was nice <laughs> i was there with you <laughs> amazing so and then then the book um was written and was the course after you wrote the book I suppose no, the, the course came first I kind of do things backwards to be honest most of the time so the course came first 2009 um I'd actually been practicing a lot of hands-on healing working with the unicorn energy before the system was legally registered 2009 um just so I could feel comfortable with it I like trying and testing everything that inner scientist has never really left I need to feel like okay there's results here there's results for other people before we go and create it into a course. But yeah, it's been taught worldwide. We have practitioners in six of the continents. Hopefully we'll have a teacher's degree soon because right now I'm the only one that teaches it, but there's practitioners worldwide sharing the love and the teachings of the unicorns. And every year the course evolves. From 2015, we began to, to see a lot of Pegasian energy came into Mother Earth to help her to bridge more into being a divine feminine entity anyway for a couple of years. Um, we're kind of at that point of balance right now. And then just under two years ago, we had, so every year the, the system evolves and becomes more from, from 2015, we had the Pegasians join and they are what I like to call the celestial cousins of the unicorns and they really helped so many people to wake up, to really wake up in their spirituality and also support divine feminine, the divine feminine consciousness to come more in Mother Earth. And then last year, we had more lineages of different types of unicorns join the modality. So at the moment, I've met 23 different types of unicorns because the books out there, even Unicorn Rising, I only talk about a couple of different types, but there's so many and they've all come from different places and they have 
varying virtues and qualities that we can partner with and, of, and also become a template of for our own life. Why do you think they decided to leave the earth before all those years ago? They've never left. They've always been here. So the way that they show me is vibrational realities overlap one another. So it's an overlay, an energetic overlay. It's not, for example, we are here between third and most of the time fifth dimensional consciousness and they are way out here in some other galaxy in some other realm they're absolutely here because all dimensions exist in the now moment exist in the one moment all overlapping one another um, so they have been here it's just the collective consciousness has not been at a stable level to have them to come in and for us to to, to be aware They've always stepped in. They've always helped humanity. It's just humanity was asleep. We, we weren't aware that they were around. How can we connect with them other than a meditation? What would you recommend people to do if they want to connect with them? I would recommend that they go outside into nature. And there's a couple of trees that have really strong resonance with unicorns. So that will help the connection. Almost like earthly retreats, I guess you could see it as. So those trees are silver birch, copper beech, pine trees, and sequoia trees. So if you have any of those trees nearby, just go up, make us maybe a, an offering, something that you've made, put an offering to the tree, breathe, come into your heart. Remember, anytime we connect with spirit, or elementals or unicorns or angels it is through our heart connection so make sure that you're not in your mind you're not doubting or judging or forcing the experience you're really rested in your heart coming into that space of reverence and just ask just like I did if I have guardian unicorn guides may you come forward to me now in a way that I will understand thank you and so it is and then just wait, just be patient. But you will probably find, depending on, you know, if you are, have you, if you've awakened, I can't get my words out today, if you've awakened your spiritual gifts um, and your ability to perceive, you will start to see them or feel them or sense them or know that they're there. Or you may be here like a rustling in the leaves and the twigs as they come forward because. They can appear physical. It is fairly rare that they do, but I, I've, a lot of students of mine have seen physical unicorns, which is incredible. The only limitations are what we hold in our mind. You know, they, they show us that everything truly is possible if you believe it so. What can we use them for? So obviously self-empowerment, we were talking about that at the beginning, or if we want to make a soap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what else what else can we can we use them for yeah so the way that and I totally fully get what you're what you're saying there and the way that you've worded it but from their perspective we don't use them it's um it's a co-creative partnership so the best way to make a really strong connection with your guides any guides is to ask them when you meet them okay how can I support your evolution and how can you support mine and make it be more of a co-creative relationship? 
but the qualities that they can lend and they can support you with anything from oh Barbara I mean anything from helping your soul to heal so working to resolve memories traumatic memories or to uh, connect with your Akashic record or to travel or soul retrieval because they work a lot with our soul so our soul is the storehouse of our memories of our Akashic memories as well as our consciousness and so they help us on that level to to resolve they also help us with opening up our sight opening up our vision um, helping us to create a more unified sense of community in our world they help us to prioritize play and pleasure and fun some unicorns depending on the lineage that you work with for example the black unicorns are very protective and very grounding they tend to be of the celtic lineage and they will come forward to show you your potential a lot of people work with black unicorns for shadow work but from the eyes of the unicorn there is no light and no dark there just is but they understand that we view contrast in a, quite a very dualistic way. From what you are saying, it's like they're kind of balancing your frequency. They're leveling up everything. That's how I, that's how I feel from, from what you have just described. For the main purpose of helping us to remember our divinity, helping us to slowly strip away all the identifications and conditionings and labels that have been keeping us only focused on the material plane. They help us to slowly edge away from them so we can be in the world and still interact with the world, but we're not really from it. We are celestial beings here just having a little brief journey, a little brief adventure. I also love that you said about them that they bring you more joy and like more happiness because that's exactly what's been happening at the moment isn't it people start doing these these fun things they they never want to yeah. do like like drawing <laughs> you know like, yeah like that's the kiddie like stuff and have fun and just do crazy things like what we used to do when we were little that's when you know that they're around you if all of a sudden you have this like surge of creativity to start drawing or creating or singing or making something, perhaps a creative outlet that you haven't, you know, enjoyed for years, you will find yourself going back to that when the unicorns are around because they realize that through the outlet of creativity, we align to who we are and we bring greater beauty into the world, which is again, something that they're all about. Thank you so much, Calista. Um, can you tell us about the course, um, Unicorn Healing, and when do you do that? How can people find out about it? So Unicorn Healing is a 12-week distant learning course, and it runs only once a year. So the next time it's going to be running is March 19th, 2022. But we're already booking in spaces because we only take a limited amount because it's only me teaching alongside the unicorns I want to give as much as I can um, and if there's too many people it just becomes quite dilute so every week there is uh, around about an hour transmission from one particular lineage of unicorns everybody who's present is attuned and then we receive a home play it's like creative adventures to do that week specifically with that type of unicorn 
while learning throughout the 12 weeks how to channel unicorn energy, how to become a practitioner, how to hold the space, learning their geometry, learning their, uh, we receive our own alicorns, our own unicorn horns, and we use them for different, different ways. It's so much fun. And it's probably my favorite course from, from out of all of them that I'm part of. It's probably my favorite course. How about the card deck? Yeah, the card deck, the unicorn card deck is called Celestial Tarot is now underway. So I'm working with another author called Lisa Robertson in the States and it's signed with Llewellyn. So that's exciting. It's probably going to be a couple of years before it's out because all the, the artwork has to be, like, we have to get all the art really, really specific. So it matches the frequency of the unicorn. So that's taken a while, but it'll be worth it. Thank you so much. Last question, where can listeners find you, get in contact with you? So my website is callistaascension.com, social media handles, Callista Ascension. And I tend to hang out more on Instagram these days and YouTube, but I do offer free, two free um, Facebook Lives as well. One called Midweek Vibes, which is an Ascension update, often working with the unicorns and angels. And then on Saturday, it's called Source Saturday, and it's a meditation or a journey to help you to connect with that greatness, that magic that is within you. If you would like to get in contact with Callista or find out more about her work with unicorns and angels, dive into the show notes where you can find all the links. If you like this podcast, I would like to ask you to spread the word by sharing this episode or leave me a review in the iTunes store. Reviews are very important for podcasts and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. With gratitude, Barbara May.